ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Super Cattle Fragilistic Expeditious Steve. <laughs> Joining me as always is my wonderful co-host, Delicious Dwayne Davis. Hey, everybody. Yeah, that's right. You know, um, you know, because Kyle has been giving me some good suggestions for the names, <laughs> you know, um, and so I've been trying them out, you know, in private, but I, this one, I'd, I already had this one already set up. So, yeah, um, but I will, you know, I will start, you know, try to use the other names <laughs> because he went to the trouble of giving them to me. So, right. I'm so at, you got to try them out. I got yeah. to try them out. I mean, and today is going to be uh, one of the one of the freshest news episodes we've ever done. Of course, the, mm-hmm. the, the freshest news we did, unfortunately, was when Scott Hall passed away. Right. That was kind of an emotional one. I'd admit I was the one getting emotional. Um, but this one is going to be about the NXT UK. We've never covered NXT UK, but nope. a, lot, a lot of news coming out about them. <coughs> yeah. Uh, um, they are apparently going on a hiatus soon. And going to be rebranded into uh, NXT Europe. Yep, which is going to be interesting, and um, and I think like we were talking before, I mean, I think it is a pretty good idea because it's going to be more all encompassing of Europe and not just uh, mm-hmm. the UK. You know, so it's all of mainland Europe. Which, if you're over there, you know why UK is itself is a nice little island, right? You know, but then you have the rest of Europe, uh, pretty much starting with France. You know, because mm-hmm. they're the closest ones. Yeah, and then moving off there, because they've already got a pretty good presence in Germany. They've uh, they've already got uh, some wrestlers coming out of uh, obviously Switzerland with Cesaro. I mean, obviously, you know, he's mm-hmm. not in, in WWE anymore, but coming out of Switzerland, coming out of uh, the Netherlands, yeah, and, yep. and coming out of some of the other countries. So it, it does make sense to do that to kind of bring everybody in because the WWE is really a truly international brand. Yeah, I mean they have a you look at the the talent that they have like even like just main roster talent um and you've got, you know, you've got people from, you know, all different countries and so I feel like the NX rebranding NXT Europe is going to encompass a lot more people than UK NXT UK just they had other people besides just people from the UK but just hearing it if you know for that casual fan that they try to reel in just hearing that you're thinking oh well it's just going to be UK wrestlers yep and so we're going to be covering all that uh plus more and there's actually something special I'm going to do here in a second but uh, before I do that, I'm going to go ahead and give our contact and listening info. If you would like to email us about any kind of suggestions, please do. You know, at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Instagram at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on TikTok at armchairbookingpodcast. But you can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on YouTube. You know this if you're watching us. You can also find us on just about any audio platform there is. If we're not there, let me know. Let Joylan know. We will do what we can to get ourselves added. I found out about another another platform yesterday, which I think is kind of interesting. YouTube Music. Yes, yes. Yeah, I didn't know, but yep. didn't know they they did the podcast thing. So, got to figure. No, out I didn't know, know they did the. I didn't know they did the podcast thing. I knew uh, they had a separate like YouTube YouTube Music app. It was like pre-installed on my phone when I got it. Right. Uh, did, did it have the YouTube album with it? Hmm? Did it have a YouTube album with it, or was that just Apple that? No, that was just Apple that slid in that. 
that U2 album. <laughs> Never got so mad about getting something free in my life. <laughs> well, when it eats up like a lot of your your storage space. Yeah. Yeah. And then you I, delete I mean, it and then it comes back. So. It came back. <laughs> you know, I got to go delete it out of the cloud because nobody understands the cloud. You know, but either way, there's YouTube music. I'm, we're going to try. That's going to be the next one. Try to get on. Uh, okay. I think the the holy grail for us maybe would be the Sirius XM podcast channel. Yes, that yes. would be cool. Uh, that's going to take a lot of doing, but mm -hmm. that is a a, a pretty. That's it's a, a stretch goal. goal, but it's a goal. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but you can find our our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. You can find Dwaylen at fat underscore daddy 73 on Twitter. You can also yep. find his social media, big and fat on YouTube and TikTok. You can find my other podcast um, called the cubicle chat. You can find out just about any audio platform as well. And you can find that, that Twitter at cubicle underscore chat. And that's actually when I recorded yesterday, my guest mm -hmm. there uh, as an old friend of mine from when I was stationed in my last base in England. Mm -hmm. And he was the one actually told me about YouTube music. And I was like, wow. Okay. Okay. Like, See, so, I, I didn't think about them doing podcasts. I knew about it, but I thought they just did music. So I just, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, the name says, yeah. what, what, then I get the thing. It's like, well, it's kind of like Amazon music. Amazon music. Yeah. Yeah. And they do so, podcasts. Yeah. Yep. So um, in Amazon music, I've been using them to listen to the band called The Midnight here lately. I'm kind of stuck on that band for a little bit. <laughs> um, check them is out. The one, they, is that the one your daughter introduced you to? Yeah. I mean, they, they sound like an 80s movie soundtrack. That's actually their goal. You know, oh, okay. Kind of, you know, synth wave. I mean, then they're not heavy. I mean, at all. But I mean, it's a lot of keyboards. They do have some great guitar playing, you know. But I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Just check them out. It's kind of relaxing. Now, if you're driving on and you listen to it, you need to like watch your speed because <laughs> some of you'll feel yourself all of a sudden. You're looking at going, man, I'm going 105 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my sister a couple months ago told me about something that she found while she and her friend. He's a boy. He's a friend. I'm, God dare say, Kim, you need to tell me what, what's going on. But <laughs> she sent me this, and I decided not to open it until um, we actually got on air. And she said it was a magazine that she found and asked me, do you want it? And I was like, well, does a hobby horse have wooden feet? Exactly. And, like yeah, I mean, yeah. It's wrestling. Send it to me. <laughs> yeah. And man, she packaged it. She taped this thing up good. And it is, as soon as I can get it open. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's an aftermag. It is Sports Review Wrestling, the 1979 annual. This is the awards. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Check. Oh, dude. <laughs> I mean, this, this feels like an unboxing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because it kind of literally is. Um, and the very top corner is something that is no longer in professional wrestling, and as far as I'm concerned, never should have been involved in professional wrestling. Apartment wrestling. Oh Lord. Yeah. So, um, it even advertises on the front: most hated wrestler Ric Flair, most popular wrestler Dusty Rhodes. Okay. Uh, match of the year, Bob Backlund wins the WWF title from Billy Graham. That is right yep. there at, yep. at the bottom. Uh, let me see some of the other. Oh, wow. These advertisements are. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, wow. Um, a picture of Mr. Wrestling 2 versus Terry Funk. 
<laughs> now, for those of you who are not, you know, if you're audio only, you got to go check out the YouTube channel just to see this. And by the way, while you're there, uh, hit the like, the share, and the subscribe button because we are trying to get that that magical number of 100 so we can actually change the URL to where it says Armchair Booking Podcast yep. instead of a bunch of random letters. Some of these advertisements used to be in other magazines, but I see get in on the profits of small engine repair. I remember, do you remember, I remember those? Yeah, yeah, I do remember those. Yeah. My dad used to get the, um, the old oversized black and white Conan comics okay. and they used to have those ads in them. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> another picture of Ricky steamboat versus Holly race. Okay. Yep. Kind of cool. Uh, ultimate self-defense when your life is on the line, black Avenger, the night. What is this? <laughs> what is this supposed to be? It's a defense device. It's a stick. It's not. Okay. When your life is on the line, black Avenger, I'm guessing it's like a, like a, <laughs> like a nightstick or something. I don't know. I guess they have uh, it in the, uh, the old black Zipolitan, uh, the ad looks like the old Black Zipolitan <laughs> movies. Oh Lord, um, Black Zipolitan. I've heard I've heard Black Exploitation. Black Exploitation. I've never heard Black Zipolitan. Uh, um, another picture of Bruno and Superstar. This I remember these too. I'm just going to this whole show is going to be me showing this magazine if I'm not careful. But remember those? You know, trying to yeah, you know, get. I don't know of anybody who actually uses those. Actually, you know what? If Kyle's watching this. Uh, he could probably tear some of this up because I mean he's oh yeah powerlifter yeah. so um let me find some dang, man there's a calendar in here and Andre the Giant versus Luke Graham really yeah so uh, uh wrestling is greatest subscription deal I can get the wrestler and inside wrestling twenty four sensational issues for only twenty dollars. I'm going to send this in and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so back issues. Uh, I mean, I always saw this and I always wanted to get them. I never did though. Here's the apartment wrestling. Oh, what is this? Seriously. It was the late seventies, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, this is. I'm not even going to read the stuff i mean that's I mean, but, that's the music you think of when you see the pictures it's yep. like <laughs> um yeah now some of this i mean it is kind of yeah it's definitely taking me back most hated wrestler most improved dino bravo okay um, tag team wow tag team of the year ricky steamboat and paul jones oh okay yeah i forgot he tagged with paul jones yep um, and I've met Ricky Steamboat. Nice guy. Uh, of course, Dusty. Match of the year, Backlund, Graham. Wrestler of the year, Dusty Rhodes. Um, Was he the American dream yet? Um, It says the dream on his, his trunks there, so I'm going to guess he probably was. Um, yep. Yeah, I see uh, in the paragraph it says the American dream. Inspirational wrestler of the year, Black Jack Mulligan. <laughs> uh, if, if your inspiration is beating the crap out of somebody, I mean, yeah. <laughs> wow. How about this? Rookie of the year, Tommy Rich. Wildfire Tommy Rich. Yep. By the way, you see that belt right there? 
that man who I just showed, he signed it. <laughs> so, um, manager of the year, Arnold Skoland. Oh, wow. Yep. And just think a couple years after that, he threw in the towel. So, yep. So the Iron Sheet could win the title. Yep. Yep. So, and the rest is, I, I, I forgot magazines, what newspapers still do it, I guess. Where you're reading a story, it says continued on page, whatever. And you're like, yeah, you yeah. can find it. Uh, let me see if there's anything else worth it. Trying to. Uh, no, I'm not seeing anything except for all the back issues that I wish I could have. But <laughs> uh, And. Oh, and here's the, the most ultimate advertisement of all time. I know you remember this one. Oh, big muscles in seven days. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the insult that made a man out of Mac. Yeah. Uh, what is this dude's name? Charles Atlas. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, that is actually pretty cool. You know, so I'm going to put this back in the, the little sheath here. And yeah, so we did an unveiling. I mean, that's, that's a first for the show. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, the 1979 annual, which is actually kind of fitting in the wake of the very first um magazine that wrestling magazine I ever bought was the pro wrestling illustrated <clears throat> for the um awards for 1984 hmm, cool yep yep to that point they moved it to pwi <coughs> and so <clears throat> sport, sports review wrestling is not even a thing anymore the only after mag and it's not <clears throat> even after anymore but the only after mag out there now still is um pro wrestling illustrated that's the yep. only one yep um and my sister Kim, she just texted me back. She says, Sweet, it's not the greatest shape, but it's not too bad. I mean, like, it was actually pretty decent shape. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And just go text her, and then we got to get the show on the road. Um, we just went through <clears throat> it. Yes, I'm narrating my text again. <laughs> through it. And. Wow. Okay. Recording now. Don't call me. <laughs> um, unless you unless you want to be on Zoom. Right. To get on <laughs> Zoom and say hi to Jalen. Okay, so there, so, all right, um, and see if she's responding, we may have a visitor, I don't know, unscheduled, but she's always, she stays busy too, but then again, uh, I also stay busy, I actually had uh, my friend Randy at church asked me the other day, he said, do you believe in downtime at all, you know, and I was wow. like, here lately, no, not really, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she wants the Zoom link, all right. I'll email it to you. All right. And let me, well, apparently we may have somebody else joining us. Maybe. Uh, but anyway, so while we're waiting for my sister, who you have not seen in probably 30 years. Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> Um, uh, let's see. 
Um, come on now. There we go. Um, come tell her to check her hotmail. All right, just send it to your hotmail. And I'm pretty sure even if I send it to her um her office address, she won't get it till tomorrow. And we're not we're not gonna be recording then. You right. know, so <laughs> um so anyway. We're talking about the NXT. Well, there she wow, she's quick. <laughs> Hello, sister of mine. Hello, brother of mine. Hello. And are you talking to me or are you talking to Dwaylon? <laughs> Both, I guess. Hey, how so, you doing? It's been uh, a long time. I know. Yeah, yeah, just remember to keep the language family friendly, please. Uh, well, you know me. Yeah, I know you. That's what I'm saying. Keep the language family friendly. <laughs> and I also know you're a barber, so we have to tell people, hey, you know, um, yeah, so we're just, I was just telling Dwayne, I said, yeah, you haven't seen my sister in probably 30 years. And, um, and actually, you know what? The last time I saw Terrence, you were also there because it was actually when you got married. Yeah. Ter- yep. Yeah, that was the last time I saw Terrence. And, and when he, he made me feel pretty small. Oh, yeah. He makes me feel small. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, we just went through the magazine that you sent me. Thank you very much. This was actually kind of cool. Um, especially because it was, it's a, did I, did you tell me it was an awards issue? No, uh, I, I think that the guy kept it because of what's in that top right corner there. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, said, we think that that's why, because there were some other magazines in that same box. Oh, okay. That were not wrestling. Well, there were some other wrestling magazines in the area, but there were several other magazines in that area. Yeah. <laughs> we just, <laughs> yeah. we'll keep it family friendly and go, oh, that's it. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Sorry, thank you I'm about like getting ready for bed. So oh, sorry. Yeah I, um, yeah. I guess it is about that time. And uh, we're going to be recording probably for about another hour. <laughs> so, because we got a lot to talk about. It's what we do every Thursday, every yeah. Monday. You know, but uh, yeah, so this is your, you haven't even watched or listened to the podcast and yet now you're on it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a horrible sister. Well, I wasn't going to say that yet. Um, but yeah, so think um, your guy, your man, your friend. Nate. Well, it, it was both of us cleaning out the attic, yeah. so. Yep. So that was, yeah, they were, it was what he was, he bought a house, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's what it was. I couldn't okay. remember why exactly you were cleaning the house. Um, but yeah, so they were cleaning the house and they found that. And, and of course she says, yeah, she automatically thinks of me, by the way, do you see the belt? Yes. <laughs> yeah. She even knows, yeah, she knows what's up. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, don't let her fool you. She used to watch it sometimes too. And so did our mom. <laughs> our mom had her favorites. She loved Manny Fernandez and Magnum TA. I, I was kind of forced to watch it and then would cry whenever you would make my dolls wrestle. Well, you know what? They had to wrestle. <laughs> so 
but anyway, you got to get to bed now. So, uh, yeah, I didn't have my own wrestling figures, so you use whatever was yeah, available. Yeah, use what's there. Yep. Yeah. So, and, but anyway, and, and the little too, you the practice little the, the little, little sister practice on the little sister. Uh, you know, a little sister put me in a headlock sometimes. Little sister punched me in the throat a couple times. And oh yeah, so, yeah. We uh, we practice wrestling on each other. I've been putting yep. the figure four, mm -hmm. kind of powerbomb my brother on the bed and broke the middle slat. And oh, um, how well did that go over with your mom? She didn't know. Oh, she okay. I take that back because my mom knew everything. She, I think she always, I think she knew, but she never said anything because we fixed it. So we fixed ah, it before okay. she ever got home. So, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yep. So. But anyway, thank you, Kim. I really do. Uh, I really do appreciate this. This was actually, uh, this is, this made my day. I mean, it really did, you know, because we Good. were looking through some of the, we looked, I mean, because it's an awards thing. I mean, honestly, the, the, having it be the awards thing made it even better uh, because we're looking at the most hated wrestler, the, the wrestler of the year, which was Dusty Rhodes, and he's the most popular wrestler of the year. And, you know, he's dead now. And, um, and most hated wrestler of the year, Ric Flair, just had supposedly his last match. Uh, right and that's that's why i also sent it i was like oh that's kind of cool because he's in there too yep so rick flair who held that belt for many years yeah yeah or at least the real belt of that belt i mean that's the, the, the real yeah <laughs> yeah that that belt right there is signed though by another guy who's in the, the rookie of the year from this magazine tommy rich actually signed that yeah i was right oh, there so when he, that. Uh, yeah i know i always oh, going to go right there with it you know so along along with um, Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man Valiant, remember him? He was my favorite wrestler for a little bit, even a little bit. Yep. So, uh, but all right. And and by the way, where's my nephew? In his bedroom. Is he already in bed? Huh? He's just sitting there. Okay, I want to say hi to him real quick before we have to get off. Logan. Um, yeah, Dwayne. I used to be the, the I used to be the tallest on my mom's side of the family. Mm -hmm. Not anymore. <laughs> You're gonna be on a podcast, so I'm just gonna show your. Hey, I, what is all this on his face? What is all that? <laughs> I know, I know. Oh. It's been a while. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. I mean, Angel. yeah. So, hold on. Wow. Hold on just a second. What? I could not grow a beard like that until I was, I think, like 37. I was going to say, I was honestly, I was in my 30s before I was able to grow a beard. I wow. tried forever and it just didn't work. And he is 17. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, are those all Boy Scout patches back there? Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, he got his Eagle Scout a few months ago. Yeah, he's... Cool. Yeah. Yep. And... If you can see that, oh, yep, let me see it. And th this will be on YouTube, by the way. So just uh, just letting you know. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to. Yeah. There you go, Logan. All right, you can hold it. There he goes. Yep, I'm here now. He has a shirt on now. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I mean, even though we're, we're it's a wrestling podcast, and Kim sent me this magazine. Did you did he see the magazine before you sent it, Kim? I think he briefly saw it. Okay. Yeah, the, so the wrestling the, magazine that we found it. 
that hmm. Nate and I found in the attic. I don't remember seeing it. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. You don't remember? But... Hold on, I got to do something real quick. There it is. Okay. <laughs> 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 I had to get a picture. I'm gonna, I'm going to send this to uh, to Avery and say this uh, is your this is your cousin. And <laughs> by the way, and you and you know where Avery is now. I'm, I'm assuming. I'm trying to remember Disney, right? Disney, the Disney program. I remember that. Yep, Disney College program. She is working in Hollywood Studios, and on some days you may actually find her in there helping people build lightsabers. <laughs> Ooh, that's kind of cool. cool. Yep. So, all right, but but anyway, we do have to go ahead and and say goodbye because we've got to continue the wrestling part of the wrestling podcast. But uh, good seeing you there, nephew. Good seeing you too. Yeah, good seeing their sister of mine. <laughs> Love y'all. Good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you, Joylin. Love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. Okay. Now that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've actually seen my nephew. Like, that's why what I was his, like. Why what? is his voice deeper than ours? I know. What's up with that? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and now granted, you couldn't really see how tall he was, but yeah, apparently he's like about 6'2". Oh, wow. You know, six, yeah. Uh, yeah, he did finish his Eagle Scout, you know, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and only like, what, 1% of Scouts get that. I mean, it's that that's an amazing accomplishment. So, mm-hmm. um, me, I didn't even come close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, all right. So, back to wrestling. NXT UK, would you sit first sent me the link and i was like oh okay um i had not heard anything about it and to be honest with you i don't know a ton about nxt uk but just from the like we're saying the business aspect of it it seems like they're starting to do a complete overhaul of it Mm -hmm. um i mean there's got to be a reason why they they just released um well kyle texted me he said it's up to 15 Mm -hmm. yeah um i think it's kind of like um with the kind of like with the ring of honor thing when they went on hiatus and everybody just kind of went you know they kind of just basically released everybody and everybody was able to go wherever they wanted to go w i think wwe is just kind of thinning the ranks until and seeing who they're going to use on regular nxt until they flesh out exactly how nxt europe is going to you know how it's going to run and what people they need and all, all, you know, like that, because it's like, this is one of those situations and I hate to ever see anybody lose their job, but this is one of those situations where, I mean, it's like, where, where would all this, where would that roster go? Because they wouldn't, they wouldn't use everybody. Right. So, um, Oh, and I I don't want to say it's a justified thinning, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, their roster was just it was too big, and yeah. because I mean, at one point, yeah, they did have a lot of stuff going on with NXT UK. Now that part I did know, um, but and I think you had you had texted me today and said, well, when COVID happened, of course, the the UK locked down even tighter than the US yes. did. Yes, so I mean, they were literally. You know, they were still doing shows, but it was literally, it was like when WWE was doing theirs in the Performance Center. Like, they didn't even have the Thunderdome-type 
video wall type aspect. They were just literally doing shows in an empty arena. And I mean, title changes and everything, but they were literally happening in an empty arena. And then you had um, top talent leaving there, going over to regular NXT, uh, like Pete Dunn, who was the um, second longest um, NXT UK champion ever. Um, he ended up losing the title to Walter. And then he went to, then Pete Dunn went to NXT, regular NXT full-time. Walter held it, I think, for like 800 and some days. He, when he lost it, um, then, you know, he moves to the States and repackages Gunther, you know, and all that. But um, it started out, I feel like NXT UK did, like it started out as a brand in 2018. Yeah, that when, sounds about right. Yeah. And, and it was when the um the British wrestling scene was super hot. Like yeah. it was it was on fire. And they were scooping up every major, you know, British talent, you know, that they that they could. And I feel like I feel like I've always felt like from a Vince McMahon standpoint, he's he saw how hot the British wrestling scene was let me scoop up all this talent and let me cripple that scene so they don't, you know, so they don't get a good foothold in pro wrestling. That That's always seemed to be Vince's MO was anytime anybody started planting their feet firm in pro wrestling, it's like, let me cripple that real quick and scoop up all their talent before yeah. they potentially become a problem for me. Yeah. And I feel like that's what they did. And I mean, the shows were booked well in the beginning. Um, they had good storylines. Some of them, some talent would cross over to regular NXT. But I think the pandemic really hurt them. And then, you know, even with fans coming back and everything, it's been a new crop of talent that British fans are familiar with. But the way the way it's recorded, because it's it's, you know, it's taped, and then the shows are shown, you know, weekly. But it's with the time with the time difference and all that. I think it was hard for especially the casual fan that they try to go for to really pick it up and follow it. I mean, it's it is on it is on the network, but at the same time, it's still still kind of hard to follow. And yeah, that time difference, that five hour time difference. I mean, it it makes. It makes it, it makes a big make difference, life. yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, trust me. I mean, I know I was there for you know six and a half years and um, trying to plan things, trying to you know when you call people, and of course, if you're watching a TV show that's in the states, that also meant the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Super Bowl didn't come on till eleven thirty at night if you wanted to watch oh, it live. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and then for me, I had the choice: do I want to watch it on the the Armed Forces Network? Mm -hmm. or do I, where they don't show the commercials right um or do i want to watch it on the british thing where they still don't show the american commercials right <laughs> but you get british uh, commercials yes. but i get british commercials you know um and they like the commentary they would have between you know like halves or whatever i mean they would actually have an american sports commentator talking you know mm -hmm. to a british and they would and 
and when they say, yeah, the Super Bowl has been broadcast in this country, this country, this country, this country, you know, um, I mean, they're not lying. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really yeah. is. So it's, it's um, worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. But, but trying to keep up with something that, you know, is five hours <coughs> uh, behind you, mm-hmm. you know, where um, even the one football game, uh, American football, I should say, the one American football game that I watched over in England, um, you know, was in, it was in London at Wembley, um, Wembley stadium and the, the bears and the Buccaneers. Right. But, uh, but <coughs> excuse and me. of course, I mean, over there, it came, it started at like six o'clock, seven o'clock, whatever time it was. Um, but of course in, or no, actually it started around four because those games always came on at like 11, mm-hmm. you know, at Eastern time in the States. And I keep, I keep saying the five hour time difference. <coughs> Um, <clears throat> keep forgetting you're another hour behind me so it's a mm-hmm. six hour time difference for you yep and you know so those things they make a big difference um just kind of like the pay-per-views when they're held in saudi arabia over there it's a normal evening pay-per-view or, or event yeah. but for us they're coming on at lunch lunchtime yeah they're coming on at lunchtime yeah and you know so uh well, like you were saying, when they do so that they have to record it mm-hmm. and then in, or, it, or it'll be on just a, however many hour delay. Well, of course this has to be recorded. So I mean, had they put it on a delay for us? I mean, if they want to get it at normal time, it'll still be five hours, six hours. You know, well, it'll be, it'll be five hours after the fact. I mean, no matter how, which right. time's on your end. So, um, but i still didn't know a lot of the wrestlers. And, and that's my fault too. I mean, cause I would always have to catch it on the network. I'm like, all right, let me carve out some time to try to watch it on the network. Right. Um, right. You know, and that's my fault for not doing that, but I do recognize some of the names that, you know, what we were just talking about. And that's a hard thing too, because I mean, WWE has so much content as, as it is just WWE, not counting, you know, the three hours of AEW on TV. Plus if you watch, you know, dark and elevation on YouTube, uh, impact if you're a fan of new japan pro wrestling uh there's there's so much wrestling content right now there's there's only so much time in the day between yeah. you know work and family and you know different things to watch wrestling so it's like i feel like nxt uk was one of those that one of those shows that kind of felt you know fell through the cracks because yeah. There's only so much time people have to watch so much wrestling. Like WWE's got uh, two hours of NXT, two hours of SmackDown. They've got three hours of Raw. Uh, that's seven hours of TV right there, not counting pay-per-views or NXT specials. And then you've got you know NXT UK, which I feel like after the initial initial boost when they first started maybe that first year i feel like they weren't promoted as well as they sh- as they should have been especially you know again wwe's tr- always trying to reach that casual fan but it's like you've mm-hmm. got this other brand over here that you're not promoting to the casual fan so you know wrestling fans are going to know some of these people but the casual fan isn't going to know anybody so you've right. got to prom- they should have promoted that better um, because I thought it was weird that 
Uh, it's spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched this past week's NXT show, but at the end of the um, NXT title match, uh, Braun Breaker won his match, and then Tyler Bate, who was the first ever NXT UK champion, is now the current NXT UK champion. Um, Tyler Bate came out and they had a face off and they're each holding, holding their respective championship up. Um, what's, what was weird about that is because right now, if you go by the TV schedule and again, it's taped. So the NXT UK title is vacant. The former champion got injured and they had, had to vacate the title. So the title was vacant and they were having a tournament on NXT TV for the championship. If you go by TV, Tyler Bate hadn't won yet. But since it was taped, he had already won the championship. And then he shows up live on NXT on Tuesday. I thought that was really weird. And then also they had um, several other um, NXT UK talent show up. B Priestley, who is uh, the girlfriend of Will Ospreay, she goes by Blair Davenport in uh, NXT, and she said she cut a little promo said she was going to be the next NXT Women's Champion, so she's going to be on there. Uh, and then they announced that there was going to be some sort of Worlds Collide type special uh, with talent from both rosters. I think that's going to be more of a unification type thing. I think okay. they're going to unify the NXT uh, UK women's tag team and, um, you know, world title belts. Um, that's just where it feels like it's going because they, they didn't, like you said, they did announce it was going to be NXT Europe, which will supposed to begin sometime in 2023. I know it's September of this year is when NXT UK is going to take a hiatus. So they're currently releasing talent. You said it was up to, what, 15? Yeah. Yep. Uh, The last name that I saw was uh, Trent Seven, who was uh, part of Mustache Mountain with uh, Tyler Bate. They were former tag team champions. Um, But, yeah. Several people have gotten released, um, some talent, some really talented people. But I I do like the idea of NXT Europe. It makes more sense to encompass more. Um, Shawn Michaels said he would like to see WWE have a bigger presence in like Italy and France and yep. stuff like that. And because uh, they already have, like you said, they already have a good presence in Germany. Um, but other, you know, other countries in Europe they don't have as good of a presence and I think it'll give talent in those countries an opportunity to be seen yep I mean and they have events in the countries just not as many yeah as what you know they do in Germany yeah and and of course Germany is where Mick Foley lost his ear but yep I just forgot just kind of throw that in there for just useless trivia Um, but you know you were saying earlier but I mean this kind of does fit with the WWE being such an international brand. Think about, I, I'm going to guess this was the main event uh, just the other night on Raw. And if it wasn't the main event, it could have been a main event anywhere. But it was Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre. Yes. You had yes. a French Canadian yep. and a Scotsman. Mm-hmm. You know, and 
the from the highlights I saw that oh, match. I watched it. It was fantastic. It yeah. was like that was an amazing match. Um, the pro the promos were amazing. You can tell that that they've been let let off the leash because they were these were more. You could tell these were more from the heart promos. Yeah, than the scripted stuff that they they've had to endure forever. And that's one of the things, and I know we kind of go back to, well, Vince is no longer there. Let's see what and what happens when you unchain everybody. And they're showing mm-hmm. that Vince was making the product more fake. Yeah. Whereas now they're making it lean more towards real. Doesn't yep. matter if it's predetermined. You yeah, know, it doesn't matter. It, it's yeah, it's, it that doesn't matter at all. And when when they're showing Kevin Owens and Drew just talking smack to each other in the ring. Yeah. You know, shut up. Nobody wants to hear you talk. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you, you've been talking too much, talking for three years. And, <laughs> um, but I'm looking at, you know, some of the other names on here, you know, on the, the roster. And you have, uh, well, I know Damian Priest. I mean, he was born in New York, but I mean, he's a Puerto Rican descent. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. It's Puerto Rican, an Irishman, and an Australian woman. Yep. I mean, you're talking like Yeah, you've got you know, uh you've got Dakota Kai, who is um from New Zealand. Yep. Um I'm trying to think who else kept like you said, Kevin Owens, French mm-hmm. Canadian. Robert Rue, uh, Canadian. Robbie Robert Rue, Canadian, uh Sami Zayn, French Canadian. Yep. Um almost Nigerian. Yep. Maurice, uh, French Canadian. Yep. Edge, Canadian. Yep. Um, here's some of the other ones. And I'm um Bobby Lashley, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just forgot. <laughs> just, <laughs> <open there. laughs> just thought toss that in there. Yeah. Uh, oh, Akira Tozawa, French. And this is just the raw roster. This yeah. is, isn't even the SmackDown roster. You want yeah. to go to to uh, and that's just the males. I mean, uh, well, most of them, I know you named some of the females also. Mm-hmm. Um Asuka from Japan, Becky Lynch, Ireland. Uh, Dakota Kai, you said from, was from New Zealand. Um, uh, Do Drop, Scotland. Um, Nikki Nikki Cross. I can't call her Nikki Ash. It's just it's Nikki Cross. And Nikki her, Cross is Scottish. Her real name is Nicola Glenn Cross. Mm-hmm. So just go with Cross to get rid yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, um, they did. They did. They did tweak her character. Well. They did tweak her character a little bit. She's got, you know, she's got the her superhero costume is black now. Yeah, which blue. looks a lot. I, I can deal with the black one. I like that one. Dewdrop got rid of the cape, gave her a leather jacket to match hers. So they're yep. they're working on it. But you mean you mean the two women from Scotland? They're actually going to have them as a team. Yeah. Who'd have thunk it? And rumor has it that Dewdrop may be going back to. Piper Niven, which is what, because she was also in NXT UK for a while. Uh, So was Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley was the uh, Rhea Ripley was the second ever NXT UK Women's Champion. Dewdrop. Her real name is Kimberly Benson. Okay, (laughs) Um, not really a you know that's not a name that grabs you. Yeah. Um, But I mean, but it's a real name, so you can't dog on it. Um, Let's see. I know Butch. Pete Dunn. Yep, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. <laughs> but he, well, that that group alone, you got Rich Holland. 
Yep. Uh, you've got Seamus and you got Pete Dunn. Yep. I, I mean, uh, Walter or Gunther, whatever, yep. you know, whatever floats your boat. Roberto, yep. you got you got a couple guys from Mexico and on the SmackDown roster. Yeah. Um, <coughs> okay. Jinder Mahal, who is Canadian, but he's playing a guy who's supposed to be from India. But I mean, yeah. he has he has heritage from India. Yeah. He speaks three languages at least: mm-hmm. English, French, and Hindi. So Kofi from Ghana. Yep. Yep. Even though he had a, a fake Jamaican accent for a little bit. And they said he was not Jamaican, but Jafakin. Jafakin. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Uh, let's see. Um, and Shinsuke, of course, in Japan. Mm-hmm. And let's see for the women. And I really wish they actually had their, their countries listed on this article, but they don't. Um, Natalia's Canadian. Yep, Natalia's Canadian. Um Raquel Rodriguez is she she's of Hispanic descent yes uh she was born in Texas there you go close Mm -hmm. enough yep um Shotzi isn't Shotzi from somewhere Shotzi is um Crap, crap, crap. I, I knew it and I just lost her name, it. Uh, Ashley Zerbanski. Uh, she's from California. Um, yeah, but she is. Um, or Urbanski sounds somewhere in like Eastern Europe. Oh, Filipino and Polish. Yeah. Filipino. Yes, wow. Filipino. I was okay. going to say because um, her and as far as I know, her and Batista were like the only two. Oh, uh, Filipino yeah. wrestlers or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Zia Lee. Yeah, Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, she's Chinese. Chinese, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Because she, she's like the only Chinese wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I mean, I haven't even gotten to the NXT roster yet, but I mean, you can tell. I mean, there's just they're from all over the place, and so yeah, it's it's an extremely diverse roster. So you know, it makes more sense to encompass you know more of the company, more of the countries. That you have wrestlers representing those, you know, mm-hmm. those countries, and I think I, I I don't think it's a bad idea, um, especially with Vince not being the creative, you know, force behind it. Yeah, because I think it was one of those, like I said, like I said before, I think his idea was to criti- cri- cripple the British wrestling scene. Once he thought he had done that, then the toy wasn't new anymore and he moved on to something else. Right. Um, and, and speaking of British wrestlers, Paige, her birthday is today. She turned 30. Yep. Yep. First ever uh, NXT Women's Champion. Yep. And she was the youngest. Well, I think it was still Divas at the time, but it was. Um, she deserved better than that. But they, yeah. all, they all deserve better than that. But yeah. Uh, but I like Paige because she's from Norwich and, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, she's. All about Norwich City on the ball city. That's right. Anyway. <laughs> um, but now that they've released, you know, I, I don't want to say term the fat, but I mean they've they've thinned out the roster some, and it's, mm-hmm. it does feel like they're they're kind of wanting to start fresh. Okay, let's move away from the UK name, even though yeah. they're going to have you and let's you know start getting people from uh, the rest of mainland Europe, and it. Makes me think they already have people in mind. 
I, I'm sure they do. I'm sure Triple H has has people in mind um, because they, and like I said, they've moved se- several of the top talent to regular NXT to work with the, you know, and work with that roster. So, yeah, I feel like Triple H has probably had his eye on some people in other countries for a while, and they decided to go this route. Um, I hope that they bring back the old uh, European Championship yes. as, the, as the top title for, I mean, for Europe. Be, yeah, it's yeah. In, NXT, you know, NXT Europe, the top title should be the European Championship. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't, and I don't want to see the European Championship defended in Cincinnati. I want to see it defended in Europe. Exactly. Yes. You know, just like I wouldn't want to see the U.S. Championship defended in London. Yeah. You know that needs to be defended here. Right. Yeah, now, now the Intercontinental Championship, I you know that's that's just pretty much anywhere on the continent. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. Um, but either way, I mean, well, it'd be on. I'm going to say North America, or does it is it encompass in North America and South America? Actually, no, I, I'd say South America because it was first because Pat Patterson yeah. won it. He worked his butt off to win it in that tournament in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Yeah, because he was the. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, gu- they, that took blood and guts. What he did. Yeah, they just combined the the North American and South American championships that they had for some reason, and. <laughs> Made the Intercontinental title. <laughs> yes. And, you know, if Pat Patterson was still with us, he would tell you about all the matches he had. Oh, yeah. To Definitely. win that title. Yeah. Yep. So, and if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, well, y'all, y'all just got to go look it up. Yeah, you, know, you, you have to Google <laughs> it. It's, it. It's a good story. <laughs> it, it is a very good story. <laughs> but, but yes, yeah, so with the Intercontinental Championship, I'm going to guess that you was encompassed in North and South America. Mm-hmm. You know, so the Americas, all of yeah. them. Yep. And probably Central America too. They probably forget about yeah. Central America because there's a little bitty sliver, yeah, you know, a few countries down there that are part of Central America. Okay, name them all because my geography is not. I'm pretty decent with geography, but I know I'd miss some of them. Mm-hmm. I think I think Panama. I think it's considered Central America. Yes, maybe yeah. I think maybe Belize. Um, uh, that one I'm not sure. Yeah. See, now I'm going to have to go look it up after. Uh, for any for those of you scoring at home, now you're going to be curious too. Go, go figure out which countries are, are South America, which countries are Central America. We know that the only three, there, there's only three in North America. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, but anyway, um, do you think that the UK or the NXT Europe wrestlers, a talent that will be starting to be featured on the American premium live events, or maybe the, the thing that clashed the castle, maybe a way of starting to introduce more of that. I'm Could wondering. be. Cause I know they did say that they wanted like triple H and Shawn Michaels have said that they want a more seamless connection between the brands, like from NXT to the main roster, they want a more seamless transition to the main roster. And you know, a more seamless entry into that, into the developmental system and then coming through to the main roster. So it could be that they're looking, that they're going to use some of those talents, you know, on premium live events to get more exposure because they're going to have to do something to get 
fresh, the fresh talent exposed to the masses. Well, I think this will give more chance to also have, if they want to do it. I mean, because I think the the Clash in the Castle is going to be their first paper live event. You know, it's I can't say premium. It's just a weird name for me still. Yeah. Um, because guess what? I'm still paying for the Peacock Network, so I'm still paying to watch that thing. Yeah, so it's still pay per view. It's still pay per view. So there exactly. you go. Exactly. Uh, so <laughs> this will give them a chance to possibly do do a pay per view in like a Germany because I mean they're already doing them in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. You know, as controversial as what that is, they're already doing them there. They've yeah. done one in Australia. Yeah. I don't know why they haven't done more more in Australia. I don't either. Yeah, they did that that one Super Showdown in yeah. Australia, and then they haven't. They haven't done a big show there since. So yeah, I mean, and I thought that one was a, a good show. Yeah, you know, um, there was no controversy surrounding it. No, there was none, and uh, that's where uh, Buddy Murphy won the uh, NX, the uh, cruiserweight championship. Yeah, and now that's kind of two or five live. Is that even still going on? No, nope, it's gone. Uh, there's always a cruiserweight title. They. Uh, Unified it with the North American Championship in NXT. Roderick Strong was the last. <laughs> uh, Roderick Strong was the last NXT um, because it was just the WWE Cruiserweight Championship when they brought it back. Right. And then they ended up making it part of NXT. Roderick Strong was the last NXT Cruiserweight Champion. He faced uh, Carmelo Hayes and Carmelo Hayes beat him. So technically, Carmelo Hayes is the final champion. And okay. they just they just unified the titles. Um, uh, and yeah, two or five live, and that could almost be a totally separate podcast talking about the cruiserweights or junior heavyweights, whatever mm-hmm. you know they want to call them. You know, this we should definitely, yeah, we should definitely do that because that's the you know cruiserweights, you know junior heavyweights, whatever, like you said, whatever you want to call them, have a very important history in pro wrestling. Yes, so mark that. Well, I can't want to say in your calendar because we don't know when. Yeah. But for the future, we're going to have to have a show about junior heavyweights. Yeah. Uh, and you know who would agree with me on that statement? Ted. Ted. Ted yep. would agree. Because Ted, I mean, even though he is all about the heels, but there's been a lot of great junior heavyweight heels. Yes. Actually, you know what? Jericho and Eddie Guerrero both held the cruiserweight title in WCW as heels. Yes, uh, Dean Malenko as well. Dean Malenko, yes. Uh, I mean, he is so good. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so but Ted will tell you, I mean, he would agree with it. And I, you know what? He, Ted that might actually beat us to it because... He might, yeah. yeah he's, Ted's very innovative, and if you haven't listened to his insight, go listen to uh, The Hill Truth on a lot of the audio platforms. I know he's on Apple Music because that's where I listen to him at. And you can always find him on Twitter at Hillbi- the Hillbilly... You know what? Hold on. Let me. He's at he's the Hillbilly <laughs> Hill, and I always manage to screw up his handle. I don't know why, but I somehow do. But Ted is the he's been a huge supporter of ours, and we yes, he love, has. Yep, and we love to return the favor. And and he doesn't just support us, it's at Hillbilly Hill. He doesn't just support us. I mean, if you see him, I mean, he gives shouts, shout outs to a lot of podcasts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he did it on his last episode. And he just, he was just rattling them off. And I heard, <laughs> I heard at booking armchair, I heard at fat underscore daddy 73. 
And then a couple of names later, I heard cubicle chat. So, cool. so, I mean, he's been a big supporter of ours and just a good man. And, you know, we talk about our wrestling empire. He's going to be, you know, he might as well say, yeah, he's, he's, he's got his one. Yeah. He's got his own empire going, but yeah. he's, you know, he's a great guy. Definitely check out his podcast. It's, you know, you get so much knowledge anytime you mm-hmm. talk to him. There's just so much knowledge that you get. Yeah, because I mean, I think okay, we got a lot of stuff covered, and then he'll he'll put his own commentary on. And I'm like, man, why didn't I think? Oh, man, I mean, yeah, because yeah. He, um, but yeah, so definitely go check him out. You know, a great guy all around. And thank you, Ted. You know, for all the shout outs, yes, and we'll we'll you. continue to do your shout outs as well. So, uh, but. As we were saying about NXT UK and then, then 405 Live or 305 Live or whatever, 205 <laughs> Live. 205. Yeah, because 205 yeah. pounds. I had to think about. Uh, they changed I, it now. It's like a, um, it's like an extension of, uh, it's kind of like what uh, AEW Dark is for AEW. Now it's called uh, NXT Level Up. It's for like a lot of the really green talent. Okay gives them um that, them a platform that is a great great idea i mean because i do like how on dark and we've known some people mm-hmm. uh you know um nikki victory lord crew nasty russ in particular yep. they have actually you know nwf products and they've been on aw dark and, and in fact i know crew and nikki victory have been on there multiple they were just on there recently i, I haven't watched the matches yet yes. but they, they were on there recently yeah and you know so i mean i like that idea how they're bringing and not just like they did in raleigh on smackdown last week where they brought these two enhancement guys in and you knew they're just about to get killed oh yeah yeah and they did you know because yeah. I, I believe it was the viking raiders who came in and yeah war machine yeah is a good name i do like it um you know viking raiders i actually like that name too though viking experience I think is kind of stupid sounding. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. Well, it's like they were War Machine, like everywhere else, and then when they got to NXT, NXT, they were the War Raiders. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I can kind of, I, I, I can still hang with that. But then it's like the Viking Raiders, and it's like they're leaning in so heavily on the the Viking thing, right? It's like that's why you should have just left the War Machine, and they mm-hmm. could have just did what they did everywhere else and just maul people. I mean, they were, they've won tag team gold everywhere. Um, yeah. IWGP, Ring of Honor, NXT, um, Raw. I think SmackDown's the only tag titles they hadn't had yet. And, you know, I'm glad to see them, um, because there for a little bit, they were, uh, who was that team? The Ascension that yes. were killing yeah. it in NXT and they brought mm-hmm. to the main roster and they were just jobber to the stars. Yep like the entire time they were there. Yeah. And I, that, I hated that for them because, I mean, they were a good team. Well, the Viking Raiders, I saw they were kind of doing the same thing with them. They were coming yeah. out big, I mean, bigger than Ascension. I mean, and yeah. tougher and still getting beat. So I think this is another Triple H influence because they kind of fit like his style, you know, more dominant. Yeah. And, and plus Triple H is a fan of tag teams too. So yes. he's a fan of tag team wrestling. So that's always a good sign because we all know Vince did not like tag team wrestling at all. And more, more only, people to pay. 
Yeah, it, only it was focus. More it was more people to pay. That's more people he, to yeah, it was more people to pay, and he didn't want to do that. And plus, he just he said that wrestling was a single star business, which is not true. Everybody is not going to be the world champion, right? Not everybody's going to be at that level. Not everybody wants to be at that level. Some guys are like FTR, and their goal is to be the absolute best tag team in the world. And yep. some guys can be a world champion and still be in one of the best tag teams because Jay Briscoe did it twice. Mm-hmm. And two of the guests, former guests we've had on our show have both been ranked in the top. Uh, the top well, in fact, I want to say Buff was what number forty? I think we said in the, in the I believe so. Yeah, he, yeah, he's top. He was in the top fifty. Yeah. Yeah, but tag team, I mean, he was always up there for tag team of the year. Yeah. He was always in the running. Uh, Wildcat Chris Harris, same thing. He was in the PWI 500. I yeah. don't think he was as high as Buff, but he was in <coughs> the 2004 Perlison Illustrated tag team of the year. Yep, exactly. You know, so to me, that's pretty credible. I mean, I yeah. just read, you know, uh, um, the Sports Review Wrestling before pwi i just read that from 1979 and and actually i didn't even read the runner-ups for the tag team of the year but um but i mean these are still big awards i mean you, you have yeah. the, the usos who are a great yeah. team and they're improving all the time yeah you know because they're they're 1d finishing new move i like it yeah i mean i gotta admit i like it yeah um well like chris but, harris you know was able to hold six times mind you my personal favorite tag team title of any company it's the nwa world tag team title yeah and you know the when i think of those belts i think those are totally an orange belts and chris harris and james storm held those six times totally an orange the midnights the rock and rolls the russians yep i mean the road warriors I mean, God, the I, ro- I, yeah the road warriors the steiners doom uh i mean just the list of greats that have held the NWA World Tag Team titles, the Freebirds. Yes. I mean, um, but anyway, we've kind of gone off track. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do. Um, I'm very curious to see, because I, I am actually going to change up the subject here in a, in a second anyway, but I, I just want to say about the NXT UK, all the news we've heard about today. I'm very curious to see, you know, we know the direction they want to take it. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious how they're going to do it. Yeah. You know, and I think they already have stuff set, you know, because there's like, okay, we're going to become Europe, but you know, they haven't mentioned any names, but they've yeah. released a bunch of names, which means that, you know, they probably had these names for a while. Oh yeah. And yeah. Cause, and if you notice none of them that I've seen have been, um, bitter by it. No, everybody, Everybody that I've seen um, that has released statements about their releases uh, have seemed uh, appreciative of the time that they got in, you know, WWE in NXT UK. Um, you know, several of them were like, you know, this is just a bump in the road, but I mm-hmm. appreciate the experience and the, you know, the things I was able to learn and the things I was able to do. So that's a good sign doesn't seem to yeah. be any, you know, bitterness. Not, I mean, nobody likes to lose their job, but it doesn't seem like this is one of those where 
this doesn't really seem to be more uh, like a budget cut type thing and more of a this roster is going on hiatus we're going to we're going to use this many but unfortunately you know we've got to let some people go right this is more of an overhaul yeah and yeah. and from the sounds of it i don't think we're going to be getting the tweets that say yeah oh clown shoes sent me a text yes yes they sent me a text and said uh sorry kids your services are no longer needed yeah you know and if y'all don't know who clown shoes is check out our previous episodes because <laughs> we've actually referred to somebody as clown shoes <laughs> anyway um i do want to change the subject because of another uh text that you sent to me with some other news and my reaction was i'm not surprised mm. and i and i will pull up the news article right now that you sent to me well what was this last one you sent to me okay the complete list of nxt uk um yeah that was the latest list of releases that i that was the last list i'd seen um but then trent seven reportedly got released and i don't think he was on that list okay so um Fightful. Sources familiar with the situation claim CM Punk has often verbally expressed his displeasure, including so blatant that they thought he might end up quitting. One veteran said they they heard of threats being levied. What the hell is happening? That's the that's the tweet yeah, right there. They said that uh, people were afraid that he wasn't going to show up last week because, you know, he made his return last week after Moxley defended the title against Jericho. CM Punk came out after that match was over, but people were afraid that he wasn't going to show up. He, and here's the, here's the issue. I've, I was a big CM Punk fan, not to say that I'm not a fan now, as far as the character and the in-ring work and the mic skills package wise, I'm a CM Punk fan, but I feel like that he's creeping into Bret Hart territory where it's like here is the gimmick you know, yep but he's starting to believe his own hype because I always I felt that way about Bret he kind of got to the point where it was like his ego got so big it's like he started believing the gimmick and I feel like CM mm -hmm. Punk is doing the same thing and the thing is he comes back and that's why like all of these promos that like Hangman Page and MJF cut on him during their feuds are starting to age like fine wine because both of them were basically saying, you know, CM Punk comes into AEW, he talks about, I want to work with all the young talent and help them get to the next level and all that. But then come to find out, he tells people backstage that basically he was refusing to lose to Hangman Page. CM Punk's one of those, he can dish it out, but he can't take it. Like he, can, he can cut a pipe bomb, pro, pipe bomb promo on everybody. Tremendous promos. The dude's always been a tremendous promo. But if somebody else pipe bombs him, he can't take it. And he right. gets his feelings hurt, and he gets upset. He got upset at, hang, at uh, some stuff Hangman Page said in uh, – some of the promos that they were doing leading up to their match. 
And it's like, dude, you can't you can't fire off at somebody and then they give you a promo back and then you get upset. It doesn't work that way. And like you said earlier, if he's not in the spotlight, then he's whining. Yep. And it's another one of those cases. I hate to see that, but that's absolutely what it seems like is happening. It's like the comp- he, I think he has walked in and been like, well, this company can't survive without me. The company, the company formed without you. They mm-hmm. were doing great without you. They can survive without CM Punk. It's because, especially since, dude, you've been gone for seven years. You're lucky somebody hired you at this point to begin with. Yep. And it was a, oddly enough, it was kind of Tony Khan in a way pulling a VKM move where he brought in a huge name mm-hmm. for the pop and he got ratings and I watched and that pop was. Oh, was, the pop was huge. Yeah. I mean, that was road warrior type. Pop. Yeah. And, but I even said then, I was like, I wonder how long it's going to be before he becomes what, I mean, I'll even say Kyle was when I first heard him call him a malcontent mm-hmm. because he's always been that disgruntled employee. Yeah, because if it doesn't go his way, if he doesn't, if the world doesn't revolve around him, mm-hmm. he starts whining, and, and it's like, dude, not everything revolves around you. And yeah, well, and yeah, like you said, great matches, great wrestler. Yeah. yeah, well, just like when he was in WWE, some of his complaints I get, like the being irritated that he never got the main event WrestleMania, but the Miz got the main event WrestleMania, I, and I don't understand that because. We're not talking about 2022 Miz. We're not talking about right. this guy that, you know, I wouldn't would would not look out of place in a WrestleMania main event. We're talking about the one where he was the third wheel in his championship feud with John Cena because they were just using that to piggyback and build toward the rock. I get that, but he's he said in interviews recently where that he was, you know, didn't have any, I basically didn't have any success in WWE. Dude, you were the WWE champion for 434 days. Yes. <laughs> okay. Do I get the frustration that you kept getting booked to lose the part-timers? That part I completely understand because he had to drop the title to Rock so that Rock could defend it against Cena. You know, he lost to The Undertaker at WrestleMania which was The Undertaker's last great WrestleMania match. Like I said, some grievances he had, but then some stuff was just Mm ego-driven. And then him just walking out of the company, you know, it's like, dude, you're no better than anybody else. You know, he got mad when they ripped him a new one on air because he left. They did Austin the same way when Austin left. And Austin's the biggest star in pro wrestling history. Yeah. You know, and they did Austin the same way that you're, you're not special. Are you, are you talented? Absolutely. But you're no more special than the next wrestler. And right now he's the AEW world champion. My first idea was my original idea with, with the unification thing was to have punk beat Moxley MJF come back and beat punk. After all this has come out, my thoughts have changed. I need Mox to beat Punk, get the belt off Punk, 
because they can still do the feud with MJF and Moxley mm-hmm. because they have history because they feuded over the world title before. Punk does not need to be in a position if he if he's going to be a disgruntled employee, then he doesn't need it need to have any added benefits. As, as like I tell my kids, I'm not rewarding bad behavior. Exactly. If you're, if, if exactly. you're not, if you're going to be a disgruntled employee, I'm not making you the face of my company. I'm not making you my world champion. Right. And he doesn't. Uh, he understands it. He just doesn't want to agree with it because he thinks that well, why, why, why should be all about me. Yeah. And. And that's one of the things, I mean, like I said, I mean, um, when we did that watch along of the Punk mm-hmm. and Cena match, I mean, that's the yeah. first time I'd ever watched it. I made sure when we first talked about doing the watch along, I was like, I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to make sure because everything that way, the reaction's fresh. Right. And right. that was a just phenomenal match. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you have two guys who can have good matches with anybody and then you put them together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so the talent levels there, when he, he had, the the audience in the palm of his hand during that one Royal Rumble where he came out. Yes, he was eliminating know, people and then still cutting a promo in between eliminations. Yes. Yeah. I mean that that character was, you know, great. Yeah. And then you know, we don't know sometimes you gotta say the politics. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Unfortunately politics is a part of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Miz got that touch because the Miz learned because Miz wasn't always like this because we heard the Miz had to dress inside a public bathroom for a yep. year or whatever yeah. it was because of locker room etiquette. The Miz learned and he got humbled. And so he learned when to shut his mouth, whereas CM Punk has still not learned that. Yeah. You know, even after seven well, years away. Well, and it's like he cut a promo last night. I haven't, I didn't get a chance today to watch uh, Dynamite. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. But I did, I have been seeing, I mean, he's been, one of the trending topics on Twitter all day. Yeah. Um, and not in a good light. Um, right. He cut, like, basically, they're saying he went into business for himself, cut a promo on Hangman and was challenged Hangman to a, a world title match, like, right there last night, knowing that Hangman couldn't respond to it because I don't, I don't even think he, Hangman was there. And then, you know, cuts a negative promo on him when he doesn't accept the challenge and it's like if you're going into business for yourself then there's no place for that in wrestling going into business for yourself yeah yes you are a big star but you're not bigger than the business and i feel like that his ego has gotten to the point to where he thinks he's bigger than the business and he's just not I think they need to get the world title off him as quick as they can because the longer he holds on to it, if this type of attitude keeps up, that negativity is going to carry over to your championship and it's going to tarnish the short legacy of your title. And you've had great champions this entire time. You do not want to early in, I mean, the company's only been around three years. They've had great champions so far. You don't want to tarnish the reputation of your championship by having a mouthy employee as your champion. Yeah, and not and not mouthy in character. This is him. This is this is Phil Brooks. Yes, being mouthy, you know, backstage and you know complaining about you know different things that he's been asked to do or whatever. It's like 
go to work, do your job. Yeah. And you know, when you compare him to Bret Hart, that I think I'd never even, never even crossed my mind, but I think that is like a perfect comparison because Bret Hart, I get that Goldberg, you know, more or less ended Bret Hart's career. But, but it wasn't on purpose. But it wasn't on purpose. No. And Brett's still talking about it. You know, he's, he's still bitter about it. And Goldberg has even said, I'm done apologizing. He's like, I've been yeah. apologizing, you know, since, you know, 1999 when it yeah. happened. And he's like, I'm not apologizing anymore. He can either accept the apology and or, or can, shut up. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> no. what he was saying. He said, we can either accept, he can either accept the apology and we can, kind of mend that bridge, you know, and come to a common ground or he can just stop talking about it. But he said, but I'm done apologizing. It was, it was nothing on purpose. It was just, you know, an accidental kick. I mean, stuff happens. Look at, you know, look at draws. I mean, that, yes. You know, he got paralyzed in a match purely accidental. He, and he does not hold D'Lo responsible. No. And D'Lo has, D'Lo's, he, I think he pretty much self ended his career not long after that because he couldn't take that. You know, yeah. it was an accident, but yeah. a, another wrestler got paralyzed. Yeah. You know, because of a move he did, and yeah. it wasn't even his fault. But D'Lo, I mean, has always been right there. If any draw, he's always he stayed in touch with draws. One mm-hmm. understand. Yep. You know, because it was they'd done that move a hundred times before and was fine. Yeah. That one time they were off about that much, and boom, mm-hmm. draws isn't bitter. You know, nope. he kind of wishes he would have kept wrestling, but you know, but in, he, yeah. he's like, "Why be bitter?" And you I think know? the I think the bitterness with Brett too. It goes beyond Goldberg. I think the bitterness with was he's still bitter about what happened in Montreal. Did he get screwed over? Yes, but at the same time, Brett was being. Brett was being ridiculous too. He was. He was being childish. Because, he was. It's yeah. all about me. Yeah, because he did not want to drop the can the title in Canada. He didn't want to drop it to Sean. He was. He said he'd be willing to come out on live TV and forfeit the title as long as he didn't have to lose it to Sean or lose it in Canada. And especially and Ted, not losing it to Sean in Canada. Yeah, and Ted DiBiase. They they Ted DiBiase said in the interview one time. He's like. He said, should it, should it have gone down the way it did? No. But Brett needs to take some responsibility of putting those wheels in motion to get the belt off of him because if you were, because Brett was already planning to leave. Mm-hmm. So he's like, Ted DiBiase said, it doesn't matter where you lose it. You do the job on your way out the door. Yes. So Brett should have just done the job on his way out and lost the title. So Brett needs to take some responsibility for that too. But Brett is still extremely bitter and it's all about Brett. Exactly. And I hate he, to see that because he's one of the greatest wrestlers ever. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's another one, you know, um, another watch along we did him mm-hmm. and, and Bulldog in Wimbledon, yep. you know, one of the probably the greatest SummerSlam match ever, mm-hmm. you know, arguably, you know, arguably yep. so. But when you say Brett makes it, it's all about Brett. I mean, you hear all these backstage things about him. I get, apparently one time there was a meeting, you know, it was just the normal wrestlers meeting. They were talking about upcoming stuff. And Brett said, well, what about this? And <coughs> how's it going to make my care? What about this? And finally the Undertaker stood up and said, look, mother, plus mm-hmm. 
not everything is about you. Exactly. And, you know, you hear these stories about, well, every, every wrestler, you know, Vince says, all right, everybody, you have to show up at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon. Well, Brett wouldn't show up till like four. Yeah. They said he was notoriously late, not just a little late either. I mean, it's like, well, I'm going to do it on my own time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that right there, you know, he thinks it's once again, it's all about me. Yep. Just like CM Punk. Well, it's all about me. Yeah. And Brett, biggest wrestler in the world at the time, but he wasn't getting his way. And, you know, he didn't want to give the title up and which he knew he grew up in the wrestling business. He, he knew, grew, Yeah. He knows the tradition. He grew up, like you said, he grew up in the business. He knew the right way to go out, but he didn't want to he, do it. He didn't want to do it because he didn't want, like I said, his ego got in his way. Yeah. So he, you know, he is equally at fault for what occurred at Survivor Series 97 as Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Vince McMahon. Yeah. Because if he hadn't let his ego get in the way, that ball never would have started rolling. And I think Vince, one of the big reasons he did it, he looked at Brett like, this is my company. Yes, and I that guess. is my championship. Yes. And he had already had a wrestler show up on WCW television and literally throw one of his championships in the trash. Yep. He was not taking a chance on having his top prize <laughs> go to the competition and get devalued on worldwide television. And the ironic thing about them not wanting Brett to come out and just hand the title over mm -hmm. to Sean. Vince hated that because Sean did it twice and it did not yeah. go over very well. So it's kind of ironic that. Yeah. Sean was a three-time WWE champion and he, you know, he forfeited, you know, he's forfeited the world title and the intercontinental title. Yep. Um, so he had a reputation of somebody who did not want to do the job. No. And, you know, so, uh, so after Sean won that title in Montreal, and then, of course, when he lost it to Stone Cold, Undertaker, mm -hmm. of course, sitting in the back going, yeah, yeah, you know what to do, because I'm just going to be sitting back here with my fist tape. I'm a, yeah, I'll <laughs> so, be waiting for you at Gorilla when you come through the curtain. Yep. And so the pinball happened, you took the tape off, and all right. But but I digress, you know, because we we're talking about punk. Uh, but like you said, the comparison to Bret Hart is there. Bret Hart, unfortunately, his legacy over the past however many years has been known as mm -hmm. a bitter He's become a bitter old man. He's just bitter mm -hmm. about everything. Yep. Punk, you know, when, when Punk did the podcast with Colt Cabana, mm -hmm. and I listened to it, and I was like, okay, he's got some valid points. And then WWE, they redid some of the pay-per-view footage from the Royal Rumble to show CM Punk's back a lot mm -hmm. because he was claiming he had this big staph infection that was his purple mass on his back, and they're going, there is nothing it's there like, where on is his it? back. Yeah. You know, um, so, and it's just, it's just sad because I mean, punk, like I said, package wise is like a rare talent. It's yes. It's, it's still rare in wrestling to have someone hit, tick every single box and mm -hmm. he does, but I just, at this point, if that's the attitude that he's going to have. Um, especially with Hangman Page, who nobody has a bad word to say about Page. He is like one of the most well-liked wrestlers in AEW or any other locker room he's ever wrestled, you know, that he's ever been a part of. 
Um, and I think Punk is just, I think he's bitter because, you know, right after he won the title, he broke his foot. So he couldn't wrestle. And then he was probably sitting at home watching John Moxley become the interim cha- champion and skyrocket. So he's probably bitter that he hasn't been the focus because of injury. And so now he's just going to, he's going to burn, he's going to cut off his nose to spite his face just so Mm -hmm. he can get the attention that he thinks he deserves. And I want to say, you know, when he's going to perma go, what about me? What about Raven? Well, Raven, it was just a character with CM Punk. It's with, with, yeah, with CM Punk, it's, and see, like I said, I was a huge CM Punk fan, but my wife has never been because I think she saw through that and saw what we're seeing now yeah that he's just being a whiny brat about stuff yeah and like i said i mean i didn't want it to happen but i was kind of going let's see because i think i even called it on our show uh-huh. like, you we'll did see, you know because yep. he's, he's already had you know a, a pattern of mm-hmm. um you know i want to tell him you know kind of like you know you want to tell tell taylor swift maybe it's you it's yeah. not everybody else it, it could be you it well just like you. the when he was feuding with Eddie Kingston, a lot of those promos that they had, that stuff that Eddie Kingston was saying, it's like the the more, because I've gone back and watched some of those clips since I saw this stuff today. And it's like, hmm, I think Eddie was on to something. And, and we thought Eddie it was. Kingston, he's, he's pretty real when he does. Oh, promos. yeah. Yeah. I mean, you believe, you I, hang on his words. Yeah. I love Eddie Kingston. He's, I wish that, I honestly, I hope Mox Beaks Punk unifies the titles. MJF beats Mox and then Eddie Kingston beats MJF. Even if Eddie Kingston only holds the title for a week, that is vindication for everybody who has ever said that Eddie Kingston was never going to amount to anything in pro wrestling. And it is a testament to his 20, probably 23, 24 year career of, you know, busting his butt and being one very of the com- realest people in wrestling. Yes, very comparable to Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they told Foley he would never, yep. and he did it. Mm-hmm. But before we wrap it up, because we are going to have to wrap it up here, because <laughs> um, yeah. uh, once we get going, I mean, we get going. Oh, yeah, y'all know we can talk for hours about wrestling. It's kind of yeah. like our thing. So. And, I mean, I will have to remember what Stephen McMahon said about Punk when they were in, in Chicago. When, of course, the crowd's chanting CM Punk, CM mm-hmm. Punk. And she's like, yeah, you do that for another 37 seconds, you'll last longer than what he did in his UFC fight. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I was like, oh. Oh, it's like, burn. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was true. So, uh, but I will make the announcement that next week, because we won't be recording Monday because right. I have some, you know, training I'm doing because my, my side hustle, where I'm trying to learn how to be a, a personal financial planner. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm, I'm doing some training with that, and it just happens to be taking place from six o'clock in at night, six o'clock to ten o'clock at night. So that's right. going to cut right into that. But it's one of the things is uh, kind of important I do it because I'm also going to do it all weekend. Mm, oh know, wow! From eight o'clock in the morning until six at night on Saturday and Sunday, and then going. So I actually took Monday off of work, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I can also kind of study up the stuff I've been doing, and then go back because I need to schedule an exam. It's actually a licensing exam for uh, this part is to sell life insurance. You have to be licensed to do it. And yet, and gotcha. so okay. training. But next Thursday, we are, we have it on our calendars. And 
um, it appears that we are going to have Kyle back. You know, he's going to make an awesome. appearance on the show. Cool. You know, and uh, and I believe um, the topic is going to be Arn Anderson because I think his birthday is like the next day. Awesome. And Arn Anderson is one of those you could talk about for a very long time. Oh yeah, Arn Anderson is easily in my um, top ten favorite wrestlers ever. Yeah, well, I mean Arn Anderson. He is, uh, and I actually kind of met him kind of sort of once in Gatlinburg. But he, mm-hmm. he was like, "I'm not Arn Anderson," <laughs> you know. <I'm> like, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, like uh-huh. that, "Yeah." And I felt like like that guy later on because like, yeah, he's with his family. I'm, I'm yeah. Anderson. But um, but anyway, you know, definitely looking forward to that because it'll be the first time all three of us, you know, be on the air yeah. at the same time. But in the meantime, you know, any kind of feedback, like I said, email us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com and hit us up on all the socials and. You know, go like, share, subscribe if you're on Apple Music or Spotify. I know they're the, they're the ones who do the ratings. Mm-hmm. Nope. None of the others really do ratings, but they do ratings. And on Apple, you can also give a review. Give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. We we like to know these things. Yep. It only helps us. You know, so I cannot think of anything else to tell. I mean, got myself a brand new old wrestling magazine, courtesy of my sister. First time she and my nephew, who I've, like I said, not seen him while. I didn't realize he had a beard. He's 17 years old. <laughs> but... That was actually great having him on. Um, But until we can talk again, my friend, God bless. God bless.